All right. Uh, hey guys, thanks for joining. Um, we want to invite you to the, the, the very first monthly marketing mastermind uh, presented by the power of the three, uh, the power of the three really brings together um, three, three of us, uh, myself, Mike Wilmer from private business strategy, Jonathan Hazelwood from digital whale and Kira Smale from ignite your life coaching. Um, guys, I just want to say, hi, how are you? Doing well, Mike, how are you doing? Good. Um, Kira, we're going to start with you. Um, if you can kind of talk about, um, some of the topics you're talking going to talk about in the future, which is really business coaching and personal coaching. And, and I believe your first topic really is going to be about um, mindset. Yep. So thanks again. My name is Kira Smale. I'm a certified professional coach and the owner of Ignite Your Light Coaching. I have been coaching now for a little bit over 11 years, and I'm super excited to be on this call this podcast with you guys tonight um, to start it off. Uh, thank you, Mike and Jonathan, for allowing me to uh, share with you a little bit about my area of expertise, which is really um, surrounding this thing called mindset. So a lot of you on the call are either business owners, either entrepreneurs, a lot of you are solopreneurs. I kind of myself fall into that category, although I do have a great support team. Um, there are times when I'm working in business and I'm all by myself. And one of the things that I have found to be extremely uh, necessary and beneficial to me, not only in business, but in life in general, and this is what I coach all of my clients on, I begin the coaching uh, around mindset. So mindset, another word for mindset could be attitude or the word that I like to use in my coaching is perception. So perception is everything. Although I can't say I say that and then I have to kind of dial myself back because in a few minutes you're going to hear from Jonathan and you're going to hear from Mike and they're going to talk to you about more of the procedure, more of the how-tos, more of the steps, more of the actions. So I don't want to discount that because they're going to give you a lot, a lot of great, great stuff. However, it's my personal belief and philosophy that you can learn all the how-tos, you can learn all the steps, you can know exactly what action to take. And if you're not in the right mindset, then it's gonna be really difficult to actually follow through on those procedures, to follow through on those actions. Um, it's it's gonna take a lot more effort than it needs to. And when you have your mindset checked and your, your mindset aligned with what you wanna accomplish, it's going to be a lot, easier to actually follow through with these steps. So a great example of this I'll give you. Again, I'll go back to, you know, we're businesses. So the best days of my business life is when I wake up and things just seem to flow. I wake up and I'm just on, you know, I'm on it. I'm on fire. You know, the clients are rolling in. I'm getting great feedback. I'm making sales. All these things just seem to be happening, right? Then we have those days when it seems like the opposites of play, right? So maybe I wake up and it's been a rough morning and somebody cancels or someone, um, you know, payment doesn't go through or um, there's glitches on the website and things seem to be a little bit more challenging. And because just like you guys on the call, I have a pulse and I'm a human being, you know, my gut reaction is not, yay, this is wonderful, <laughs> right? And my mindset might be challenged, it might be, you know, my attitude or my perception, um, you know, the way I'm feeling, the things that I'm saying to myself may not be that productive and thoughts and feelings that serve me, right? To continue to, you know, feel productive and feel successful in my business. Those are the days that it's that much more important to know how important it is to keep a check on your mindset, 
because like I said, mindset is really the foundation, you know? So whether, you know, there's, it's that great Henry Ford quote, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. You know, so mindset is all about putting yourself in that position, having that attitude, having that perception that regardless of what goes on, you know, regardless of what life throws us that, you know, I'm going to come to the table, come to the situation with that belief that I'm going to achieve what I want to achieve. Now, again, I'm going to go back to, I don't want to discount procedure at all. And I'm really excited to be on this call with these two amazing men who are going to share some great tips, some great strategies and some great actions because we need those two, right? You know, especially when we're in that, our mindset is there, we're aligned, we're ready to go. You know, we need those. However, I'm all about making it as effortlessly as possible. So we're able to accomplish so much more when we're in that good frame of mind. So to give you just a couple quick, quick tips, here's my little procedural part of my perception. Good ways to check your mindset. Let's start with the fact that the language that you use, and I don't mean the language that you use out loud, I'm talking more about the self-talk, the things that go in your head, is so very important. So the first step I can give you, the first takeaway, is to pay attention to what you say to yourself. And if you think you don't talk to yourself or you think there's no voice inside your head, you think, oh, that must just be Kira, she's the crazy one there. No, 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 we all talk to ourselves all the time. We have a constant dialogue that's going on in our head. Oftentimes we're just not aware of it because that's our unconscious and we don't clue into it. So the first, so even the pre-step would be to dial in to, to create that awareness, right? And then be aware of what you say to yourself. And if what you're saying to yourself isn't going to improve or put, your, put yourself in a positive place, your attitude, your perception, your mindset, then we, you need to change it. So that's, that's one of the takeaways I'm gonna to give to you. The other takeaway, and I'll leave you with two takeaways for this call, is to pay attention to what you do with your body. So oftentimes when we're not in a, when our mindset is being challenged or when we're not in that, you know, things aren't going the way that we want them to go. Not only are the words we're saying out loud or the words we're saying to ourselves not supporting us, but what we do with our body doesn't support us either. So I know for me, let's just say if I get that email and a client has canceled or if I'm running payments and a couple of you know, payments don't go through, I might find myself sighing. I might find my shoulders, you know, drooping down. I might find my body, not might, I definitely will find my body responding to what my thoughts are. So if I start to feel frustrated, if I start to think either inside of my head or I say out loud, oh no, not again, my body also responds to that. Okay? So that's really, really powerful. If you can do that, if you can pay attention to the words you say, not only out loud, more importantly, or, or just as importantly, inside your head, if you can pay attention to what you do with your body, those two items right there will give you all you need to know where your focus is going and to know what your mindset is. And if those aren't putting you in a place that's going to help you and is going to produce, you know, the outcome that you want, then change it. It's as simple as that. Change it. So just to wrap up, because like I said, I'm excited to uh, pass this along to get to that procedural part because it's all good stuff. I just want to reinforce that your perception or your mindset is so very important. It becomes that foundation. And when you have that aligned, following through with these actions and these strategies 
are going to be that much more effortless and they're going to be that much more productive for you. So I think, Jonathan, I'm passing the torch to you. Yeah, actually, we're going to engage the crowd a little bit, Kira. Um, so uh, Megan Varley is on one of uh, one of our participants in the uh, in the mastermind, and Megan is a is an amazing restoration artist from um, and owner of the Surface Restoration Company. So Megan, I, I wanted to kind of ask you a couple of questions, and thank you for being kind of our special guest. Um, what do you see as a small business owner over the years? What do you find your your biggest challenges are? Oh, thanks for having me again. Um, I guess I'm like Kira. It's just me. It's a small business, but I don't have people. Um, one of my biggest challenges is trying to align myself with the correct people to help my business. I can't uh, afford employees, but it's aligning myself with the correct marketing person, with the correct social media person, with the correct website person. Um, but it's also, you know, the correct maybe admin person that just helps out occasionally. You know, one of my struggles has been maybe not aligning myself correctly uh, with someone who's not intentionally trying to derail my business, but in the long run didn't know what they were doing enough that it didn't help my business. So my business would stall because I'm not aligned with the right people. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And so what, so what are you, again, you know, for other people listening to this in the replay, other people on the call, you know, what's that one or two things that you think you need support in? You know, what, when you, what do you struggle with the most? Is it, you know, is it, is it, uh, you know, SEO, is it social media, you know, is it closing sales? What, what do you find? Well, I would say yes. Uh, social media, um, SEO is a big one. Um, you know, you can, design the prettiest website out there. Um, but if no one's getting to it, no one's seeing it. Um, I don't know anything about SEO. So, you know, getting the right person to help with that, I think is invaluable. You know, same thing with social media. Um, I worked with somebody last year that really kind of didn't know what they were doing enough. So, you know, I wasn't getting the, the page likes, I wasn't getting the shares. And without that, your company can't expand into, um, you know, people you don't know that don't know you exist, that don't know anything about you. You know, so I think those are the two biggest things. Normally, I, I can close the sale most of the time, but it's just getting people to even call me. So lead, sounds like lead generation is, is a big thing. For me, I would say yes. I uh, The business I own is, uh, I guess, a specialty. Not a lot of people do what I do, you know, even throughout the country. So it's not like, a, you know, somebody needs a painting contractor and, you know, you can't, what's the expression, can't swing a dead cat in a room without hitting a painting contractor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I do. You know, nobody knows exactly what I do and know that it's available to them. Gotcha. Because I'm really the only one around here that does that. So this, that, that, that social media and the shares and, and the correct SEO when people are looking to do, you know, remodeling and that sort of thing, it's important that I can get in front of them to let them know they have alternatives to the traditional ways of doing things. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, well, fortunately for us, we have the SEO expert on the podcast, which is uh, – uh, you know, the, the Jonathan Hazelwood of the digital whale of the digital whale. Jonathan, you want to introduce yourself and the digital whale and, and to the, you know, to the group and to the re for the replay. And, yeah. you know, sounds like, sounds like SEO is a great thing to talk about. 
That's actually my topic tonight too. So that's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my name is Jonathan Hazelwood. I'm founder, creative director with Digital Well. Uh, we started a few years ago. Um, we specialize in custom web design development, uh, digital marketing, probably our biggest category here as, as of late. Um, software solutions to grow pretty much any business of any size. Uh, we kind of cater to the small business startups, um, existing businesses, uh, small to medium sized businesses right now. Um, I like to think that we make challenging technical areas a little easier to understand for most people. Uh, we, we try to explain things in an easier way to understand um, and kind of go over the whole process of how everything works. Uh, digital marketing is such a wide area. Um, it encompasses a lot of different things. I could probably sit here for a while talking about just digital marketing itself. Um, but as far as, as Megan was talking, um, the local SEO is basically where it's at right now. Um, especially if you're a small business, um, you're not trying to cater across the United States from the get go, um, or you don't have multiple offices. So you definitely want to focus in on, uh, local SEO and, and, Typically, there's different kinds of SEO. So there's pay-type SEO, um, which is known as pay-per-click. And those different advertisements are also uh, on social media and things as well for pay-per-click. Um, but the biggest one's probably Google. Um, and that's just a big expense for a lot of small businesses. Um, minimums usually are a few hundred dollars a month. Um, and, and the bad thing about pay-per-click is um, once you pay that money, it's gone. So... You get a little bit of rush in traffic, um, but it's not targeted traffic to your niche or your industry, um, so you don't get a lot of value out of it. Um, that's where organic type local SEO comes in, and organic basically stands for free. Um, I mean, usually you would pay a company like us to set it up and get everything going, optimize your site. Um, but after that, I mean, you basically just kind of live on organic search results, um, and it pays for itself over and over and over again. So you basically have that upfront cost or that a little bit of ongoing cost. Um, and you get those free leads coming in every month based on some work that you did in the beginning. Um, and then how, what we usually do, we cater and we help with the initial, you know, building out the site. Um, or if they already have an existing site, we can help with uh, on-page optimization, that kind of thing. Um, and then it just grows from there. Uh, so, so, hey, Jonathan, I have a question for you. So, yeah. I, you know, I often, um, you know, I use your product. You know, I, I, I don't just promote you as a, right. as a business associate, but, you know, we use your product and you, you do an amazing job. And as I'm, I'm kind of out there having discussions with people, you know, mm -hmm. people just don't fundamentally understand my Google business accounts and right. keywords and search uh, console, search console, all the things, all that yeah. stuff. And, you know, you're, you know, when you, when a client comes to you, you know, what do you, what do you talk about with them? How do you walk them through the importance of SEO and really bring that down to a level that someone doesn't have a technical ability explains that, you know, you, right. you, like through a website audit, how do you, how do you kind of do that? Well, initially we, we offer like a free website audit. So we'll take it, we'll run it through um, some software and it'll show key factors of where your site currently stands. Uh, we can do competitor type analysis to see what your competitors are doing. That's, you know, where you kind of want to be they're gaining the traffic in your industry that you're looking for. Um, and nine times out of 10, it's usually comes down to just poor paid website optimization. Um, if you're not targeting certain keywords and uh, those related terms that people are searching for, you're just not going to be found. 
Um, but it's more than that. I mean, it's a lot of on-page stuff that you need to do. Um, there's, I would say there's top 10 at the minimum uh, as far as a, like a little on-page SEO checklist that I kind of come up with. Um, and that'll help you greatly for on-page optimization um, well, on, on page, uh, for growing your local SEO rankings. Uh, but basically the way I talk to it, to people is, I mean, you think about it, if you're, if you're in a, say you're, you need a surgery, you're not going to go on Google and look for an ice cream shop or where can I find the cheapest gas? Um, I mean, you're just not going to be found that way. So you, when you go into Google, you're searching for a certain term or keyword that those are all keywords that you type um, if it's a single word that's called a just a basic keyword so that could be something like web design um, but the key differentiating factor for local SEO um, because you most people don't have the budgets to compete with the big guys in the league so things like if you're trying to rank number one for Google you're not gonna probably ever obtain that um, and the cost per click or cost of acquisition is way too high to go after something like that. So what we do, we tailor it down to what they call, uh, what's called long tail keywords. So that's basically like a search phrase. So you would say something like, like for, uh, Megan, for example, um, restoration expert and Delaware would be a long tail keyword. Um, and then basically what you do, you build out pages based on that keyword. Uh, and then you optimize that page based on that and start getting uh, backlinks, that sort of thing, uh, start building basically trust. Uh, the way SEO works, well, basically what a backlink is, is basically like a popularity contest. Um, so it's like a vote from somebody on the internet saying, hey, you're the one that you need to, that they need to talk to for this subject. So that's basically what we cater to. Um, so that, that if I can go over the top 10 on the checklist, I guess I can go over that right quick. Yeah. Um, unless you had another question, Mike. No, I, I no, I think, uh, Kira or, or, or Megan, anybody else on the line, do you, do you, you know, do we have, you know, SEO is a huge thing. I, I constantly find myself talking about that every single day. Yeah. And there's lots of different types of SEO. So you have on page, off page, um, there's technical SEO. Um, and then there's more broad reach type SEO where you get, you know, multiple locations, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And, and you know, Megan, let's go back, you know, you as our guest, you know, I'm going to go back to, you know, again, you as a small business owner, Kira, you as a small business owner. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you ever, you know, is, is SEO something that you guys experience that's easy to do as, as an individual entrepreneur? I mean, do you find like you need help for that? What, what's your thoughts on that? So I'll just quickly say, and this is not just about SEO, but most certainly about SEO for me. Uh, I think knowing what you're good at or what your expertise is, is really valuable. That's not my area of expertise and that's not my area of interest and I'm not good at it, period. So <laughs> hire, so, and again, this can go for anything, not just SEO. There are other areas I could tell you too. Um, this is not about me, but other areas of my life, they're the same thing. And if it's not, if it doesn't meet those three things, if I don't enjoy it, it's not my area of ex expertise and I'm not good at it, then I need to outsource it. Yep. Understood. Yeah, I'm here on that as well. I'm trying to run a business and my business isn't SEO. Right. So I'd rather not take my time away from what I'm good at to try to figure it out and then try to manage it on a regular basis. Right. Right. And there's a lot of areas to SEO to make it function and and to be beneficial to you too. So 
I mean, it, it, those three main key areas are the main three. So you have on-page, off-page, and technical. So we deal with technical in a lot of ways uh, since we specialize in website design and development. Um, that's from the core code level of a website. So things such as uh, structure of the website, how it's coded. It's got to be structured a certain way for Google to even accept um, how that page is laid out as far as it, how it, the search crawler views the content on the page. Um, there's things such as image compression. So say like an, say this image that's showing for this podcast here, if that was on your website and it was say 10 megabytes or, you know, that's a huge photo file, it would make your site take forever to load. So basically what there's some tools that um, some automated type software, JavaScript and that kind of thing um, that can actually compress that file down and resize it to a, a lower quality, but still looks good. Um, but it basically just reduces the file size and, and speeds up your website in the process. Cause, um, SEO, Google is a huge ranking factor on site speed. Uh, it's one of their ranking factors. So if you have a really slow website, it's going to hurt the search engine rankings too. And that's interesting, Jonathan, because no one, no one ever, no one ever says that, right? No yeah. One and you have to be above a 90 for Google really to, to consider it to be fast. They have their own website speed. Um, tool that you can go on to, to actually test it. Uh, and, and all of that is kind of part of your um, website audit process, right? That you kind of do complimentary. Yep. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we'll look at technical. Top, we'll look at on page. And you said, um, yeah, there's top 10. Uh, well, just to go over some of the basic SEO things. So uh, as far as technical, we kind of went over a little bit of that. There's CSS, which is the styling of your website. It's the code that actually makes it look pretty. Um, and then there's JavaScript compression, which are just files that make a functionality happen on your website. Um, and basically compression, all compression does is reduce the file size. So think of a big hamburger reduced down to like a sausage biscuit, right? Um, it's that literal, uh, CDN support, uh, is known as a content delivery network. Uh, basically what that does is it, there's a network of different, um, servers in the world. And if you can serve that content closest to where your user is, it'll be faster for them to gain, uh, to load it. So that's basically what a CDN does. Um, you load it to them and it, they basically send it to all their servers around the world. And based on where your user is, that's where it'll load from. Um, and that's how it speeds up your website in that sense too. Um, and then structured data uh, is basically what the search engine sees when it crawls your website. So things like a review, um, Google actually has a certain structure, data structure that they want to see that in for them to even consider it a review. Um, and it's actually a nice thing because if you have that structured on your website correctly, um, it can actually show up in your SERP um, when people do a search and they find you on Google search engine. It'll actually show a little uh, review rating there too. It's just little things like that. Um, and then you have off-page stuff. Um, that's things like Google, my business citations, social media directories, um, social media is more, uh, your forte, Mike. Um, and then there's the on-page stuff. So that's like content focus, keywords, um, SERP, uh, just to go over what a SERP is. SERP is just an acronym. Um, it stands for search engine results pages. So if, if you ever hear the word SERP, that's what it means. It's basically just your result on Google when you search something, um, and how it looks. The structure of it so that's a SERP um, there's other things like NAP you might hear so NAP that's name address phone um, that's basically what's shown in online directories or like a Google my business page if people search you and they they see your business information over to the right side 
Um, that's based on your NAP. And that kind of thing is what you want to do throughout the whole web. Um, when you come up with that certain structure, and we, we help with this too, um, you want to optimize that. But you also, anytime you list your business anywhere online, say if it's Yellow Pages or Yelp or wherever it might be, you want that information to be the exact same. Um, just because it builds authority with Google um, and other search engines, um, and it lets them know that you're the same person. If you even change a phrase, they'll might think that you're a different business actually. Um, and it'll, you won't get uh, ranking for that citation actually. Um, and then just to go over for on page stuff, um, I do have like a little 10 uh, small on page SEO checklist, kind of like the basics, just to kind of get people started in SEO. I mean, there's a lot more to it, um, but this is like the basic page structure that you need in order to rank for a certain keyword. So it's, it's always keyword specific. Um, you always focus on one keyword per page. So you don't want to throw in a bunch of keywords on one page because Google's not going to rank that page that way. Um, so any kind of topic, say if it's a service page, for example, um, like for Megan's example, uh, she may have, uh, counter restoration or something like that may be the keyword she's going for or counter restoration or floor restoration or um, but you want to do a long tail so basically what we do we help out with doing that research to see where the most user base is and what they're looking for um, and then we start targeting those long tail keywords those are the ones you want to go after first 100% um, as you build authority you can start ranking for more uh, uh, top level keywords such as those one and two two word keywords um, but in the beginning you definitely want to focus on the long tail um, and local traffic once you start building authority and you, you've been ranking for a while you can start going after more aggressive type keywords um, with higher competition um, so just to go over the, the on-page SEO checklist uh, the very first thing you want to do is you want to um, look at the URL structure so that's that when you go to a website and it has that after that forward slash, if you're a .com or .net, it's everything after that forward slash. Um, that would be a URL for that page. So in Megan's example, if it was uh, countertop restoration um, in Delaware, that's the URL you would want it to be. And that's what you want your page title to be. And then you also want to have that uh, keyword pretty much spidered through uh, that whole page. So, but you want it to, come off in a way that it's easy to read. It doesn't look like you're trying to um, use it everywhere, like nonstop. Uh, you want it to look natural. Um, and it's really easy to rank for content. Uh, basically, if you look at your competition and you see a keyword they're, that they're ranking for that you're trying to rank for, basically whatever their content uh, word count is, you just need to beat them and write a better article. Um, and then you'll rank higher than them, uh, basically how it works. Um, but you have to have these fundamentals in place first. So URL structure is important. Uh, the title and the description is very important. Uh, in all these areas, you want that keyword to be in there. Um, so the page title is that thing that you see up in the, the browser menu bar up at the top. When you go to a website and you see that title up in the, uh, the tab, that's the page title. The description is usually what's also known as a meta description. Um, it's basically just describing the page. So, where that shows up is on Google when you do a search, it's all that paragraph text that shows up for that page that comes up. Um, that's your description. 
Um, so you definitely want to pay close attention to those. Uh, again, the keyword you want to emphasize, you want to focus on the keyword 100% on that page. Um, whatever that keyword is you're trying to go for, that's what you want to focus on. Um, H1 and H2 headers, those are the, the bigger types of areas on a page. So if you have a heading to a paragraph, that's another place that's a good spot to put the keyword. Um, the size of your content's pretty, it's very important. Um, again, the, the best way to, to judge how much content you need is to see what your competitors are doing that, that are getting the traffic. If they have 200 word count, you need 220. You know, it's, you just need more. Um, and that's how Google starts ranking you. If you have more content that's better um, and you're still going after the same keyword, you're going to rank higher. Yeah. And then Jonathan, let me ask you a follow up question to that statement, because that's one thing that I hear a lot in, in mm -hmm. here and I hear in some of our business consulting is, you know, I don't really have a competitor. But with that said, you do have companies out there that you want the company, you want the clients that are going to that company. So correct. You know, when you're kind of doing your competitor analysis for someone, you're, you're really looking for more traffic of and you can take an opportunity if you want to kind of talk about that. It doesn't necessarily have to be a direct competitor. You can kind of help them pull the traffic or type of customer they want, right? Correct. Yeah. It's all about research. Um, if it, if you, if you, you know, and it's also coming up with your own list of keywords. If, if there's something that you know you want to rank for, uh, we'll, we can look up just that keyword and see, you know, where the traffic's coming from. Um, it's more that goes into it. I mean, there's backlinks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but basically you'll find the competitors that are on the web uh, through that analysis of a keyword. Awesome. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, you know, I, I've kind of seen your, I prefer clients to you that you, I've seen the competitor reports and, and, mm -hmm. you know, again, the audit you do is, is absolutely amazing. Um, so, you know, again, where can people reach you if they want to, if they want to reach you? Uh, they can reach me at 302-526-0115 uh, is the office number. Uh, we're located right here in Camden on main street and Delaware um, and online at, www.thedigitalwell.com. Awesome. So we're going to pivot a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about social media, and then I have a question that we received uh, prior to the prior to the podcast via the Facebook invite. But I really want to talk about um, the you know social media, right? Is and I had this conversation today with one of my clients, and you know, social media is really 50% of the equation for me. Um, it's really social media in conjunction with your website, in conjunction with your email marketing that wraps it all together, right? You can't have one without the other effectively. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I, that I like to think about is, um, you know, when you're doing a post, think about when you're, you know, some people may call it wasting time. We all get hooked on social media as we're scrolling through our feeds. We get lost and go down the rabbit hole. Kira and I talk about this all the time about how we kind of get hooked and is it productive and, and, but, but think about, you know, something hooks you in as you're scrolling through and when you're creating your content or having somebody create the content for you, think about that, right? Is, is it engaging and would you look at it and would you share it and think, so think before you post and, and that's a really big thing and gain opinion from other people. I can't tell you how many times, you know, you know, here is my creative soundboard. When I have a, when I'm stuck mentally, I show her and she comes up with some really great ideas. And Jonathan, you know, you'll call me out. You'll say, yo, you posted that thing. It wasn't good <laughs> enough. You know, I, I think you should maybe do that. So, you know, again, part of this, you know, this mastermind is to kind of get around like-minded folks that are going to tell you that the baby's ugly, 
right? Or that the piece is not good enough or the content is not sharp enough. And, and that's something that I would definitely recommend as you go through is find a trusted source that can help you create the best possible content. Absolutely. The, the next is, is let them, you know, let them hear your voice. And, and I say that from the importance of different formats, because a lot of folks just kind of take a picture, slap their logo on it and put it out there. And that's good. And that's great visually for your, for your product, particularly on Instagram, but also change it up, you know, do some blogs, do some video blogs, um, do some interviews, do some testimonials and those type of things and get that kind of engagement and let the folks hear from you. And I, I read a great book and, and one of the, one of the recommendations was give your content away for free. Give people are going to find it anyway, one way or the other, give it out for free and let people know what you do. It's one of the best things that you can do from a, um, from a, from a engagement perspective is you, is you want them to find it from you and not your competitor, right? Mike? Absolutely. And if you, if you, if they love the engagement they're going to have with you more than likely they're going to go back you know, Kira, I know you, you do a lot of um, complimentary coaching uh, webinars, right? You know, and that's something that you engage folks and they get to kind of experience the, the coaching and what is coaching, right? Yes. All right. Um, the next is, you know, really be real and authentic. So many folks try to be something they're not. We see a lot of sales funnels kind of being created now where folks are coming on and saying to, you know, to you, you know, get on there, get on live and tell people, you know, all about yourself. And if they like you, they'll buy your product. The reality is that works to a point. It gets them to know you, but be authentic in who you are and really turn that more into an engagement and how to, you know, how to drive lead, lead generation. You know, many people aren't just selling a uh, point and click product you can buy. Many, many folks out there are really providing a service. You know, Megan, you're a great example of that is, you know, you, you're not so selling a service that you click and buy. You need, really need to get in front of them. So they need to know you, need to engage with you. We got to, you know, they got, we got to show the, the authentic you. It's relational. Absolutely. Um, and you know, and then last is set realistic expectations. And, and, you know, I heard Megan say earlier in one of her comments of, you know, getting people to share and likes and things like that. And, and one of the advice that I, that I definitely give is, um, is really think about again, the quality of the content, but don't get hung up on likes or total likes and things like that. It really, social media really comes down to the number of shares and the reach each post gets because that gets you to a larger audience. Um, <laughs> you know, so for example, a, a contest, right? If you run a contest and you have the opportunity to have people share your daily content for a period of time, you know, 10, 20, 30 days, whatever that is, that is constantly going out to a new audience. Every time somebody shares, everybody generally has on average a thousand friends on Facebook in particular. So when they share that, they're going out and you're building your reach. And then when they're liking and sharing that, that the algorithm starts picking that up. And the next time you put out a typical post, it may or may not more than likely going to go to them as a suggested post. So reaches reaches the fundamental, most important thing for a small business owner on <clears throat> when it comes to, when it comes to social media and getting your content out there, don't get hung up on the number of likes you have on each post, get, get, hung up on, so to speak, on how many people are looking at it. And that's the important thing for social media. And then the last thing I want to kind of talk about is in the, to wrap up is, um, 
and I touched on this a little bit, but it's, it's the quality of the content, right? And, and one of the biggest strategies that, that are out there and available that, that is not used enough is video marketing. So just a couple of things for video marketing that I like to tell folks is, you know, statistically speaking, I'm a big data guy, is, you know, when you look at video marketing, there's a 33% increase in engagement when you do videos. It, it allows people to kind of engage in the process versus just looking at a two-dimensional picture. Um, there's generally 1,200% more shares, particularly if you tag people or tag locations in it. Um, if you have multiple people in the picture that may share it, um, that type of thing drives the, the number of shares. And, and more importantly, let, let's be honest, and we all watch videos as, as a, you know, as personal, is, you know, 75 million people watch videos on a daily basis. You know, when you, when you extrapolate that to Delaware, for example, you know, you look at that, it's probably in a neighborhood of, you know, four to 500,000 people a day are looking at videos. So capitalize on that. And then tying it back to, you know, Mr. Hazelwood is, you know, that statistically speaking, video marketing shows an 80% conversion on landing pages when you send them to a website to kind of collect that lead magnet. So that, that is something that, that I can't say enough is the quality of the content. Take that extra step, introduce some, some um, video into your mix. Don't do all video, do some, again, do some video blogs, do some standard content, do some pictures, you know, do some written testimonials and, and kind of mix it up. So, you know, in closing, you know, that was our, our, our first mastermind. So Megan, you know, again, thank you for being our guest today. Um, anything that you kind of want to comment on or you've heard that you think would be valuable to anybody listening? Thanks for having me again. This was a uh, very informative and it just kind of really hits home the fact that I need people. <laughs> you know, listening to the amount of work that's involved in keeping up with the SEO, you know, it, it, the algorithms change all the time. Just when I think I get the hang of it, they've changed. And I need you guys, somebody like you guys to keep up with that because I don't have time. Yeah, just to speak to that, Megan, uh, usually Google pushes out an update or two every couple months. So it, it, they change it pretty frequently. So that's part of our job. We stay on top of that uh, just to make sure that your SEO is in a healthy spot. Um, and another thing, too, as far as quality, Mike, that you talked about, um, that's one thing that we kind of cater to. So the way we, we come about on SEO for clients is more of a month-to-month kind of basis. Um, just we don't like locking people into contracts on that kind of thing. Um, basically, if we don't get you results, then, you know, we don't have to do it. You just say, hey, I don't want to do it anymore. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And I think definitely a pusher. Um, and yeah. it's, it's something that motivates us to make sure we keep getting results for you. So. Yeah. And, and I think that's and it's important, Jonathan. I think, again, going back to the, the concept of the power of the three, it's why you and Kira and I have kind of partnered is we, what we want to do is really bring a one stop solution for any business person that may need kind of that executive, executive business coaching, digital marketing and social media, you know, social media marketing. Right. And it's important. I, and I, I, you know, I truly believe in partnerships. So, you know, Kira, Kira is a great example where she gives away complimentary sessions because she allows the customer and the client to experience that process. You give the, the free audit, complimentary audit for, um, you know, websites and, and really, I mean, what you've given here today is a great example of just the, you know, things that are relevant to the small business owner that kind of looks at it and say, wow, that is really complicated. I need some yeah. help. 
And the same thing on the social media side and, 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 and the business strategy stuff that I do, which is really tying it all together and find, not pretend to know it all, to find the right partnerships to bring a solution to the small business owner. And that's really what the goal of the power of the three is. And, you know, as we kind of walk through this journey, as we kind of put out these monthly, you know, these monthly podcasts and really, you know, as we build this group, you know, and get more and more questions, we really want to tackle just those tough business challenges and more importantly, put resources in place um, to give quality, you know, quality recommendations to people that really deserve to be in our, our tribe and right. treat somebody right from a, you know, from a business perspective, whether that be, you know, promotional items or, you know, t-shirts or whatever that is, we kind of grow that squad. And they, and they get the meat of it, not, not fluff. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so I think that's all we had for this week. Uh, you know, I think we went almost 40 minutes and that's, that's kind of where we wanted to be. And, yep. you know, we're gonna, we'll put another one out in November. Um, we'll, we'll publish the topics in a little, some of the topics in advance. We'll also take some questions um, we'll also have probably another special guest on Megan. Thank you um, for your, for your time today. Again, I want to give you a plug, you know, service restoration company.com. Amazing work. Amazing work. You know, you know, I see, I see your work every day on social media and it's such an amazing product from, you know, from really, um, you know, garage floors to restoration of furniture and, and everything. So, you know, really, really awesome work. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.